are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the bonus hour of Miller and Moulton on this Thursday. Thanks so much for being with us. Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Tomorrow, by the way, Bob Pockrass is going to join us live from Daytona. No Pat Kerwin tomorrow. He's traveling, but we've got Bob Pockrass. Traveling? Yeah, he's traveling. All right. He needs Football to... season's over. <laughs> See, thinking. Uh, I'm just saying, but Bob Pockrass live from Daytona uh, tomorrow. We have that to look forward to. But tonight, the FGCU women will be playing host to Lipscomb. It's their first game since they've been nationally ranked once again. They're 25th in the coaches' poll. They're in first by a game in the A-Sun ahead of Liberty and Lipscomb. So a battle for first tonight in the A-Sun at home. Their coach, Carl Samesco, is kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? How are you? Well, we're doing good, Coach. Been a while. Um, Well, congratulations on the team getting ranked. I know that's not your ultimate goal. There are bigger things ahead, uh, particularly a game tonight for against Lipscomb. But you have to feel good about the way the team's been playing. Yeah, I am. We have a lot of new players this year, and they really blended very well with our returning players. And uh, we play very unselfishly. We share the ball. We play at a fast pace, and I feel like uh, you know we've been playing pretty well. Well, you won five games by an average of over forty points a game, and then you had a really close game a few days ago against Stetson on the road. Does that help you? Because you don't get a ton of close games. Yeah, I think there's some benefit to playing close games for sure, where every possession is, you know, you always say every possession is important. uh, But when it gets in the fourth quarter and it's a close game, you start to feel uh, the importance of every possession. I I like the way we we responded in the fourth quarter against Dets, and I thought, you know, we picked up the intensity defensively and we knocked down some open shots. And uh, I think it was good that we were in a situation where we had to respond in a, you know, being down in the second half. With all the new players and these blowout wins, do you still feel like this is a team that's improving, Coach? Yeah, I think we've improved a great deal from the preseason and there's still some room for growth. Uh, you know, right there where you get a lot of transfers and they're in the first year in the program, uh, you don't get quite as sophisticated as when you had players in your program three and four years. Um, so anytime you can add something or, uh, you know, clean up some type of technique, I think there's a chance for us to really get better over these next two weeks uh, before the conference tournament starts. The women are 24-3 and on the season. The three losses, Stanford, who's top five, Duke, who's top ten, and they lost an overtime conference game at Liberty a couple weeks ago. The first-place showdown tonight at Alico Arena against Lipscomb. FGCU, knock on wood, has never lost to Lipscomb all the years that they have been playing them. Hey, you guys got a huge write-up two, three weeks ago in Sports Illustrated. Do you get anything out of that? Like, do players around the country and their families 
see that and now all of a sudden when you're trying to recruit somebody i mean is there a tangible benefit besides the fact you know i always joke carl you know and you you know we had you know you met my mom the other day again and you know somebody says something nice about me i go well that makes my mom happy but it, it really it doesn't do anything for me okay does an article like that actually have a tangible benefit for your program well, I think it does. It'd be hard to measure it, but uh, when people start to search for information on your program after you contact them and they can see that Sports Illustrated wrote a good piece on you or the New York Times wrote a good article on you and, and those types of things, um, I, I think it goes a long way, You know, maybe even more with parents than the actual players. Uh, I definitely, after that article, heard from a lot of coaches who wanted to kind of talk about what we do. I don't know that we heard a lot from, like, potential recruits, but, um, you know, we can definitely direct them to reading those articles, and I think it could could help us uh, in the future. How has recru- how much has recruiting changed? How much more difficult is it with the portal for you, Carl, than it was when you started? You've been at this a long time. The talent levels never waned. The, the success has never waned. How much harder is it to recruit now than when you started, or is it? Well, I, I think it's harder. I mean, we've been, uh, you know, using a transfers or, or getting a lot of really good transfers for a number of years, even when they had to sit out a year. And when they had to sit out a year, there wasn't quite the competition uh, for a quality player transfer as there is now. Now, a lot of the Power Fives, uh, anybody who's had some success at a mid-major level, uh, they're going to be very interested in where, you know, just a few years ago, they probably wouldn't have had the same type of interest. And then the other difficulty is uh, definitely financial. You know, even mid-majors are can offer NIL deals or even though they're not supposed to be directly, you know, they can say, Hey, our players average $10,000 a year, $15,000 a year in NIL. And if you don't have the same resources, uh, sometimes the success of your program and a beautiful location uh, doesn't go as far as the money. FGCU hosting Lipscomb tonight. It's a battle of first. Lipscomb a game behind them in the standings. A loss, there'd be a three-way tie for first. A win will go a long way to being the one seed in the conference playoffs in a couple weeks. It's the first of a two-game homestand. They host Austin P on Saturday, and they're the team in fourth place in the conference. So two of the three best opponents that FGCU could play in the A-Sun, they're hosting them tonight and Saturday, if you are so inclined. Uh, hey, what problems is Lipscomb going to pose tonight? Well, Lipscomb uh, has some excellent shooters, and they really spread the floor. Uh, so they're definitely one of the hardest teams to guard in our conference. Um, so we're we're going to have to be locked in defensively. When we've you know, struggled a little bit. It's usually because our defensive intensity hasn't been where it needs to be. So we know they want to run. We know they want to get a lot of threes up. They've got great shooters. We got to get matched up and, and do a good job communicating. It sounds like they're a, a mirror image of what you want to do. I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds like you're describing your team. Spread the floor, have good shooters. This Is this a – does this make them tougher to defend, or are they very similar to the style you play? 
Well, they don't run exactly the same offense, but you're right. They're similar in terms of their spacing. They have excellent spacing, and they have good ball movement, and uh, they have really good shooters that have quick releases. So if you're just a step or two late, uh, they're going to get it up there, and uh, they're more than, you know, they they shoot a really good percentage from three, and you know they make seven, eight threes a game. So they're they're somebody that. Uh, you know, if you're just a little step slow defensively, you're going to be in for a long night. Well, Carl, thanks for your time. By the way, I've seen two rock concerts. You know, old rock, though. Too, way too slow for you. Springsteen and John Mellencamp. But just so you know, you know, uh, out there, even bought a, a, a concert T-shirt in the last two I was two wondering weeks. if I was going to get any music questions. Uh, the last concert I went to was Tom Keeper of Cinderella. And L.A. Guns were up at the ranch in Fort Myers, and that was a lot of fun and a great show. And probably the best new CD that's out is Digital Noise Alliance by Queensryche. Everybody should check that out. He rocks. But come to the game tonight first. For the record, okay, because we never know, you know, people hear bits and pieces of us, and then they tell stories, and they never get it right. Okay, so if by chance – Somebody said something. Mark Miller's critique of the Sports Illustrated 12-page feature on FGC uh, women's basketball was what? There was not one mention of hard rock in the whole damn article, Carl. Hey. <laughs> did they, did they edit work. that out? Was, this, was that their fault or your fault? That's what I need to know. Uh, I'm going to have to take the blame for that. I did. I, there wasn't one Iron Maiden reference that I threw in on the interview. Not one. Not so one damn Iron Maiden. for that one. Okay. At least we got to the bottom of it. Now I feel better, Carl. Good luck tonight. Go get them. Hey, Good thank you, say. guys. Appreciate it. Carl Semesco, <laughs> women's basketball coach at FGCU. You said, and here I was, you know, I go on, oh, it's this great feature, blah, blah, blah. And you go, well, how in-depth could it be? There's no Iron Maiden reference. Not one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 24 and three so far this year. Yep, a little off their game. Um, they got five conference games left, though, and uh, may have to win them all. All right, I, these I think are their last two home games, and then I think they the men finish with the three game homestand beginning Saturday against Stetson. The women, I think, finish with a three game roadie. All right, before uh, they go into conference tournament play. I do think they're going to get an at-large. They beat Kentucky on the road, and even though Kentucky's not a tournament team, it's a top 100 win. It's a true road win. The quality losses, Stanford, it was a six-point game going to the fourth. Duke beat them pretty good, actually, at Alico. But, Mark, I think, you know, if by chance they were to ever lose the conference final, if they win out until the conference final, their record's going to be something like 31-3. and three. I know. It will still be tough because oh. the committee has no love for mid-majors. It's worse, much worse in women's basketball than it is in men's. Well, until the golf program last year got an at-large bid, no FGCU program, and believe me, baseball could have gotten one. Softball could have gotten one. Women's hoops definitely in 2016 should have had one. So, but they're in first by a game. 
And if they win tonight, if they sweep this homestand, I think they'll own all the tiebreakers, even if they were to lose a game on the road and finish tied for first. I think if they win this homestand, I'm pretty sure they're going to be the one seed. But Carl's right. They are worth checking out. That His program has changed my whole opinion on women's basketball. Going back to we were in Macon when they uh, had their first WNBA player on the team. And right. And just the way they play, they're a fun team to watch. They're, the brand of basketball is very exciting and uh, of the highest quality. So hosting Lipscomb tonight and Austin P Saturday night, the second and fourth place teams in the league. Miller and Moulton. They're 25th in the coaches poll, by the way, are the women of FGCU. Thanks so much for listening. Bonus hour, Miller and Moulton. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap today was the day when, along with our final thoughts coming up in roughly 20 minutes' time. Kicked a few things around today. Front row is set at Daytona. It's a Hendrick Motorsports thing once again. Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson. Rest of the field gets set tonight. Only two open spots left in it. It's just a matter of where cars 3 through 40 are going to line up. Twin 150s tonight. FS1 beginning at 7 o'clock if you're interested in the races. I I mean, as car racing goes, I love the Twin 150s because they're so fast. Yeah. That's, I mean, you, you think about it, they're like stages. Right. You know, they, they they have stage racing, first stage, second stage, third stage. Well, this is basically first and second stage. So they're so. good for a week. These are good for a weeknight type thing. And also, if, you know, you follow racing at all, here's the problem. You get caught up in a big wreck tonight, you know, then you got a backup car for Daytona. You probably can't get that thing fixed in time. So you got to go to the backup car. I mean, you know, they're almost identical to the first car, but eh, anyway. So you got that going on tonight. We have a poll question, David. I You challenged me early in the show. We haven't really had time to get it in because we've been busy doing sports, whatever. <laughs> Well, what's today? National Nut Day? Today is National Almond Day, David. Oh. In an honor of uh, National Almond Day, what is your favorite nut? Almond, cashew, peanut, or pistachio? Almond gets its own day? Well, everything gets its own day anymore. I know. I I don't think an almond's worthy of a day. I could understand if, you know, nuts... And, you know, I'm not talking about that special someone in your life. I'm just, you know, cashews, pistachios. I, nuts as a group, I think, you could get a day. I definitely think the peanut deserves a day. I don't know if the almond deserves a day. And and by our voting, it hasn't because it's dead last. The cashew and the pistachio are running away with this. The peanut is third and the almond is dead last. So maybe we can rescind National Almond Day. And whoever wins, they get the day next year instead. They're relegated. All right. right. 
Today's the last day in the NBA before the All-Star break. You know, only a few games going on. Most teams have already played their last game before the break. NHL trade deadlines two weeks tomorrow. Bucks have a new offensive coordinator. They hired him from Seattle. They interviewed, what, 12 guys? I think he was number 10. I think he was the 10th interview out of 12. You had to hire people for a living. What's the most people you ever interviewed for a job? I know it certainly wasn't 12. Uh, I mean, it was probably three was usually what I did when I hired people. I'd get the resumes and and probably get to about 10 resumes that I liked and then start figuring out who knew them. And I never called a reference, but I would see, you know, this, and I, I did it when I worked in minor pro hockey. This person worked for whatever team. Oh, I know so-and-so there. Let me find out what they think of them. Not the people they wanted you to talk to. Never. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most useless thing on a resume to me is, oh, here are, here are your references. So here are three people who are going to basically say whatever it is you want them to say about them. I'd like to find out from the unsolicited reference what they think of you. Did you ever have someone say, hey, do you mind if I put you down as a reference? And you either say, yeah, all right, don't put me as a reference. Or you say something along the lines of, well, okay, but just so you know, I'm going to tell the truth. No. The people who have asked me, I have said, yes, I would be more. Because if they're asking, they've got a pretty good idea of what you think of them. Uh, I've known people to be wrong. Known people to be wrong. That's, that's all I'm going to say. You mean you think some of the people you put down as references didn't have you, your back? or No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't even put references, honestly. I don't even I, know if there is such a thing anymore. Yeah. But there have been folks that have said, you know, hey, you know, do you mind if I put you down as a reference? And I have thought to myself, yeah, I mean, I like you, but I wouldn't hire you. And so then I say to them, I go, yeah, sure. Just so you know, though, I'm very truthful. <clears throat> A buddy of mine one time said, what does that mean? And I said, well, if you can find somebody better, choose them. A buddy of yours? A buddy of mine. What's the matter with you? Oh, man, you do not lie. No, 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 no. What do is a lie. matter with you? A no. buddy? You cannot be the one responsible for somebody getting a job who shouldn't have gotten the job. Okay, you can't put a bad a buddy. employee. I, this isn't a coworker that you didn't think much of. I get that. <laughs> First off, the fact that you had a buddy and that you worked in the same thing, that in and of itself should have been enough for you. <laughs> Don't ever have me put you down as a reference. It's not true. I'd rave about you, but I would be truthful. I was truthful. Come on, you know. You know, I was... 400% truthful about you. You okay? called me an a-hole in front of a whole room of people. I did. They asked me, what do you think about hiring Mark Miller? I said he would be great. Okay, there's not a person in this market that you could hire that would be a better hire than Mark Miller. And I stopped. And they said, but? But. And I go, but. but he's an a-hole. Okay. I go, and I love him. That's exactly what I said. He's an a-hole, but I love him. I go, but 
just so you know. And I looked right at the guy doing the hiring and I go, you've had to negotiate with him before. Don't think he's going to change just because he's working for you. I think I already had the job at that point, thank goodness. Because <laughs> that glowing <laughs> reference there would have got me thrown out of my ear. I said there was not a person in the 239 they could hire that would be a better hire. But it's supposed to end there. <laughs> no, just, Mark, what can I tell you? You were my first diva wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that remark. Uh, listen, come on there. I put you right up there, you know, with Moss and Carter and, you know. <laughs> Some of the guys I, you know, was lucky enough to be around. I mean, come on, Hall of Famers, you know, just, but he's, you know, he's, he's tough to handle. It just, he's, he'll be great. He'll be fantastic. And also coming from me, I said he'll be a handful. <laughs> I mean, Together we were quite a handful. <laughs> well, we were, we were. You know, best stamp show in the history of the station, but we were a handful. There's no doubt. We were. We were. Did I lie? No. Uh-uh. It's not that you lied. It, it, I'm not even suggesting that you lied. At some point, you can stop with the truth. That That's all. <laughs> okay. What, what did I say about, okay, my wife's, or excuse me, my daughter's, okay, husband, okay, at the wedding in front of everybody. I said he will make a great first husband, okay? I feel it's important to tell the truth. <laughs> I was right about you, and I was right about him. Actually, you know, I was kind of wrong about him. He wasn't even a great first husband. No. But no. still gets the title. Damn right. <laughs> 21,000 is the text line if you have to input on anything that we've done or said in the show. Or you have comments about me or David that you want to share. Right. That's where you sure. do it. 21,000. The text line is open. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Today was a day when and what's on tap. It's all still ahead. Miller and Moulton. A handful on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes until the top of the hour. Less than seventeen until we're out of here. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. A reminder: if you miss any part of the show, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Download what you missed. We have a poll question that's up. That Mark Miller, the David Moulton, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. In honor of today being National Almond Day, what nut do you like the best? Probably should have put Miller or Moulton as one of the answers, but uh, we went with almond, pistachios, peanut, and cashews. It was really a last-ditch effort for me to get a poll question up. David has abandoned the poll question. He yep. said it's completely my responsibility, <laughs> and that's yep. fine. I'll take it. But he was the guy that wanted the poll question in the first place. 
That is true. And then when we couldn't come up with it on a daily basis, he forgot about it as quickly as he could. And that's fine. <laughs> but it's making a comeback. So vote, please. Anybody catch the passive aggressiveness behind that fine? Oh, no, it's fine and all. I mean, he's the one that wanted it. and he's the, But, you know, now he, he, he doesn't want it anymore. The poll question is me. dead to him. It really is. I'm not good at it. I try not to do It's why I don't play golf anymore. Okay. I'm not good enough to play it. I can only play. I'm, I can't go out there and shoot what I shot the last few times I played golf. Can't do it. Can't do it. Don't enjoy it enough. Sorry. Mm -mm. But the, there's not, even when you've played and played badly, there isn't a shot or two, a hole or two that says, ah, that's the guy. I'm a final score guy. I really am. Now, if I'm working, you know, there have been times you're working on things and then finally the last few holes you find it and you're like, okay, I'm going to go back out and take this with me and see whether or not I've really found it. But no, I, I'm not the whole boy. Just see that fairway wood on 17. No, no. Mm -mm. I shot 94. No, dude, no, -uh. no. Stab me in the neck. I'm done. Wow. Finding yeah. out more and more a golf snob. I did not realize that. A personal golf snob, not a golf snob, but a. Right. No, no, no. I'll caddy for anybody. I, you could shoot a buck 40. I'd love to caddy. Okay. I'd, I'll drive the cart around. I'll carry your bag, honestly. I, but me? No, absolutely not. Can't, can't play badly. Can't do it. Mm -mm. Boy, I'd love to see you. Know, and I wanted you for the member guest. I know I, you I, did. I really and truly wanted to bring you. And now I even do more because I. I think there would be a snark to the attitude out there that I think is unimaginable. And who doesn't love a good snark? You know, I try to be like John Candy on, the, you know, on the first tee. I'm just like Mr. Gregarious. And if it starts not going well, all right, yeah, I'm a totally different person. So you take it hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of self-loathing on the golf course, yes. Beat yourself Absolutely. up pretty good. Guy I played with the other day snapped his driver in half. I thought that was impressive. Uh, yeah, I love, wow. Stepped on it, cheap. broke that shaft right in half. I don't know what that yeah. shaft cost. I couldn't do it. Then yeah. he had to borrow my driver for the rest of the round, and when he hit one bad, my playing partner goes, don't break it. Did you see Max Homa last the club week throw? in Phoenix? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said he'd never been more embarrassed. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Stock went up with me. Yeah, if that was a lot of other golfers, it would have been made – much more would have been made of it. Max Homa didn't really get a lot of grief the way that some others do when they have out-of-body experiences on the I, golf course. I mean, now I will say, you've always been a big golf etiquette guy. It bothers you – like when Tiger used to slam clubs and curse, that bothered you. It bothered me when he'd slam clubs and bounce them off people and not really give a damn. Hey, I tossed a driver and hit a kid. Oh, oh well. And no one seemed to care. Yeah, it bothered me a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm okay if a golfer actually shows some emotion. Yeah, I know it's a bad look. I they're human. This is what they're doing for a living. I mean, come on, we let the the players go on the sidelines. You know, the hockey player goes to the bench, slams the stick, and what have you. NBA player goes to the bench and you know throws a towel and curses and what have you. And a golfer, got to keep it all inside. Make sure you look like a librarian. Why? Doing this for a living. Hit a seven iron fat into the pond. What am I supposed to go? Ah, shucks.
Golly gee. <laughs> I think there's somewhere in the middle there. That's all. All right. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. Went back to 1883 today, David, because the Ladies' Home Journal begins publishing in the U.S. Today in 1953, Ted Williams safely crash lands his damaged jet. He's later awarded the Air Medal. He's a badass. He was John Glenn's wingman as he was the best player in baseball. Today in 1964, the Beatles' second appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show was actually done from a hotel in Miami. It drew 70 million viewers. Today in 69, Red Wing captain Alex Del Vecchio earned an assist to become the third player in NHL history with 1,000 career points. Today in 1972, while John Lennon and Yoko Ono were hosting the Mike Douglas Show, Chuck Berry performed with Lennon and performs... Uh, they do a blues song. It's worth watching because Yono's in the band, and one of the reasons people just couldn't stand her, she just lets out some cackle in the middle of it. There's great jam sessions going on with John Lennon and Chuck Berry, and you see Chuck Berry's face when Yoko lets out a yelp. Also today in 72, Wilt Chamberlain becomes the first player in NBA history to get to the 30,000-point mark in a loss to the Phoenix Suns. 75. The Daytona 500, Benny Parson wins after Yarball and David Pearson crash on the backstretch. There were a few of those back in the day. Remember, you had the anniversary yesterday of Petty and Pearson crashing, but Pearson got his car restarted, and so he won. Today in 80, after winning the 500 yesterday, Eric Hyden wins the 5,000 meter in an Olympic record time to finish his gold medal sweep at the Lake Placid Games. Now think about that. Back to back. The shortest race and the longest race. He wins them both. We were talking about the figure skating crash yesterday. Today in 84, Scott Hamilton wins the gold at the Sarajevo Games. In 86, Jeff Bodine wins... On fuel mileage, as Dale Earnhardt pits for gas with three laps to go and then blows his engine, leaving the pit. That was like the beginning of the Earnhardt-Bodine feud. 92, Davey Allison wins the 500. It was Petty and A.J. Foyt's final drives at the 500. Yeah, that was 92 as Richard Petty's last year. And in 2005, the NHL season is canceled by Gary, by Gary Bettman because of the labor dispute. League was dead to you then, right? No, no, that's no, no, no. I was actually fine with the lockout. I actually thought Bettman was right. I actually think it's one of his three greatest accomplishments as commissioner. Honestly, I mean, the NHL product. Okay, now it's gone too far. Now it's too soft. But, I mean, you know, think about it. Crosby and Ovechkin were just coming into the league, too, Mark. I mean, he opened up that ice for two of the greatest players of all time.
Sonny Bono was born today. No longer with us. Those that are still with us. Ice-T is 65. Kelly Chapuka and John McEnroe are 64. And Jerome Bettis is 51 today. McEnroe was in the Pro-Am yesterday out at uh, Riviera. And that's today was the day when. What did I miss, David? 68, first 911 call is placed in the United States. So, you know, been around for 55 years. Well, I didn't miss much then. I feel pretty good about that. That leads us directly to. You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? We go to Bonita Springs for the good today, where Pamela Baker got a share of the big Mega Millions jackpot. Anytime someone local wins big, you love it. She took a lump sum payment. For the bad, we go to this computer, which is not seeming to work right now. There we go. (laughs) Holy cow. For the bad, we go to Clearfield, Pennsylvania, where police were called about a car robbery. It was an easy crime to solve because as they went to the woman's house who lost the car, 30-year-old Jordan Graham was driving the car back to the home where the car was reported stolen. Police noted in the complaint that Graham was grinding the gears, causing the car to stall out because the 30-year-old meth head didn't know how to drive a stick. He failed multiple sobriety tests after they tried to take him to the police station, and he admitted to smoking meth and weed all day before stealing the car. Finally, the ugly, we go to Germany. And this is an all-timer to me. The director of a leading Germany German ballet company is being investigated by police and has been suspended for smearing dog feces on a critic's face after taking offense to a review she wrote. Marco Goki attacked journalist Weeby Huster during the intermission of the ballet's premiere performance. He apparently used his dachshund's do in a bag and smeared it in the critic's face. Saying, you've been writing blank about me, I'll show you blank. He's apologized for it and said it was uh, uncalled for. Probably. And that's the good, the bad, and the ugly on today, February the 16th, 2023. Mark, some breaking news. Ryan Seacrest is leaving live. I saw that, and I didn't want to hit you with that. I didn't know how you'd be able to handle it. I mean, between Raquel Welch dying yesterday and Ryan Seacrest leaving live today. (sighs) Apparently, her husband is going to be the permanent replacement he did six years with kelly ripa apparently was only supposed to do three so anyway uh three games in the nba tonight this is the last day before the all-star break all-star game in salt lake city by the way 7 30 and 10 o'clock on tnt you get bucks bulls early 
Chicago's fallen out of the play-in. They're struggling so badly. And Clippers Suns. That could be a Western Conference Finals preview right there, by the way. Clippers Suns at 10. Eight games in the NHL tonight. Panthers in Washington to face the Caps. Uh, you need two points tonight at your Florida. Washington is the first wild card. Pittsburgh's the second. Okay, you're only like two, three points behind the Caps here. You, you need a win tonight if you're Florida. You really need it in regulation, too. You need yes. to get two points and have them not get any. It would be a big, big road win for the Florida Panthers. Yes. Totally with you on that one, David. We interviewed Dusty May yesterday, FAU men's basketball, nationally ranked CBS Sports Network tonight. They're at Middle Tennessee State. Mark, does anybody want to be number one? Since number one Bama lost last night, and number one Purdue lost over the weekend, Houston's up tonight. They're number two. Can they win at SMU? As is Purdue, they've got the early Big Ten Network game. They're at Maryland tonight. And a reminder, FS1, no college hoops tonight. It's racing. Daytona, twin 150, seven and roughly quarter to nine on FS1. They fill out the field for the Daytona 500. Bob Pockrass to join us live from Daytona tomorrow morning on the show. Always love getting Bob's take from the racetrack. Great NASCAR reporter will join us on the show tomorrow. If you missed any of the show, go to floridasportsnetwork.com. We'll get it up at some point today, I promise. <laughs> well, you're the one doing it, so, you know, take your word on it. <sighs> Cole, thanks for filling in. Thanks for putting up with us. You passed. We'll, we might even allow you back. Maybe on Monday at the rate things are going right now. <laughs> Miller and Moulton. Thank you so much for listening. We'll do it all over again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. right here on the Florida Sports Network.